I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube. And joining me, as always, what day is it? Isaac Harris. Game day! Game day! Let's go. Uh, first, first away game of the regular season as the Mavericks travel to Nylons. Nah. Uh, down to New Orleans uh, to face... Zion? Oh, oh why, why? Why'd you have to do that right away? I'm sorry. Come I'm on. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. John Rant's going to win the rookie of the year, but well, yeah, Zion is obviously not playing for the Pelicans tonight. It's a bummer. Uh, we wanted to see this matchup. The NBA wanted to see this matchup. Uh, they wanted to see Zion in a bunch of these national. ESPN TV wanted to put this. Wanted to see this matchup. <laughs> yes. Uh, but either way, Zion or not, this team has. Uh, they have sneaky depth, I think, a little bit, and uh, it, it should be an interesting matchup. We're curious on how they go matchup wise, how Dallas does, and uh, yeah, I'm 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 excited to watch this game. This game is going to be interesting for sure. On today's podcast, we are going to preview the Pelicans game, talk about what you can possibly expect from this team. Should the Mavs expect to win, we'll give our predictions. Just kidding, we don't really care about predictions, and. Then we'll also get into some big burning questions from Isaac Harris. He's always good at coming up with random questions to ask. Hopefully, we've never talked about them on the podcast before. That's what we should always shoot for is questions we I don't never, think we have. We've never asked before. So that's a lot to ask. But before we do, our five-star iTunes review. We've been so busy over the last couple of days, we haven't been doing them. But here's a couple more of your questions. If you submit a five-star iTunes or Apple podcast review with a question in it, we'll answer all of them. We're working our way through all your questions. This one is from Chase. And I thought this was a fascinating question. Chase is oh. from Iowa, so shout out from Iowa. Love the podcast. Listen every day on my way to work. Chase, kill it at work today. You're going to crush hey, it. Kill it. You're probably, uh, I don't know, farming some corn Oh, in get Iowa out of here. Today. There are more things to do in Iowa than to farm things. I'm not going to let you speak. Uh, because of that. Harrison Barnes question, from Iowa. Question, who's more likely to win an MVP this year? And I thought ooh, this question ooh. was fascinating after one game from each of these players. Luca right. or LeBron? <laughs> Oh, this year, Luca. Are you sure? I said like five years ago, Le- LeBron was done winning MVPs, and when I first said it, people were like flipped out about it. Like <laughs> you're just such a hater. I'm like, no, I honestly believe it. He's done. He he has been done. He is done. He's not winning MVP anymore. So Luca has a better shot to win than LeBron. Yes. What what, what would the Mavs' record have to be for them to win? For him to win an MVP? I think they have to win. They have to be in the top four. Westbrook won, like, what was it, 46 games? Hopefully we've all learned about Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, he has to be in the top four. In order to be in the top four, you got you to gotta get around that 52 win mark and all that. and He has to put up some just godlike numbers. Yeah. Uh, another question from Sarah. Shout out to Sarah. Oh, Sarah. Um. Man. She's been a daily listener for over a year. So shout out to our, our female raccoon squad listeners. What's up, Sarah? Nick, this, so there's a question for both of us. 
Uh, she has individual She's... questions for both of us. This is the one for oh, okay, me. Okay. Nick, do you have any tips for working from home? This has huh. been a weird thing over the last you know couple months as I've become you know full time doing this. One thing that has really helped me, which is just the weirdest thing, is I wear my shoes. I don't know why, but it's just something about wearing your shoes that makes me focus better than just sitting around in my socks or, you know, trying to focus and doing things. So I wear my shoes even at my desk. Um, And then I keep a ton of lists. I'm a a super big list person. So I always have checklists and things. And so I have a checklist of these are the things that I need to do at the end of the night because my job is like really weird timing now. I can do it at any point, but then it also at any given moment could be like, oh, this happened, so now you're going to do a video on it, or this happened, we're going to do an emergency podcast. So at the end of the night, I have these things that I need to do and have to finish, and I don't leave until I do. So that's my it's interesting. interesting. I've heard people say that from working from home, if you got to like actually get dressed like you're going to work. Like people who like yeah. put on jeans or put on like a collared shirt. No, I'm not going that far wearing jeans. Come on, get out of here. You got a collared shirt on right now. I'm just kidding. No, I don't. I'm wearing a hoodie, and you said I look like Darth Maul with my hood up. Yes, you do. The question for Isaac is, did you go to UNC? (laughs) (laughs) I did not go to UNC. No, I did not. (laughs) Just calling you out for being a hater. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I love love the Tar Heels, though. Isaac is a huge uh, UNC Tar Heels basketball fan, and he did not go there. No. Okay. Isaac, let's talk about this Pelicans game coming up. So against the Raptors, who have a, f- a fairly similar starting five to the Mavericks as far as, you know, their four guys, Pascal Siakam, and the four guy for the Mavericks is Porzingis. Uh, you can compare them a little bit. They started Lonzo, Drew Holiday, um, J.J. Redick, Brandon Ingram, and Derek Favors. I feel like that's going to be the same starting lineup. They don't really have any other big men that could guard Porzingis, so it's probably going to be Ingram on him. Would be my guess. Um, I guess they could put favors on him, but I don't feel like that would be a very good matchup for him. Um, I think fa- I think favors regard Porzingis. Yeah, you think so? I think Ingram will take Maxi. I think Courtney Lee will chase around Redick. I think Delon Wright will guard Drew Holiday and Lonzo and Luca will go. Yeah, so that that's the starting five that you're looking at. Um, they have weird. If they start Lee again, if they start Lee. Well, yeah, and so for the Mavericks, now that we know that this fifth starter is going to be fluid and they're just going to go back and look at tape, see who guarded Drew Holiday the best. Um, I have no clue. I mean, they, they could start Courtney Lee again, I guess, but that that yeah. would probably make the most sense. Yeah, I think I think Lonzo is the logical one that you put Luka against in this scenario uh, because you don't want him chasing J.J. Redick all over the floor. I think, yeah, whoever... And I think DeLon Wright taking on Drew Holiday is um, – I think that's a, a good matchup for DeLon Wright. I think we'll we'll get a little sense of DeLon's defense on that because Drew's, in my opinion, the best player on this team. Um, Agreed. And, yeah. And, With and Zion it, out for sure. I think just whoever you have out there as your fifth, quote, fifth starter, you're just going to have him chasing J.J. around. So uh, whether it's Brunson, whether it's uh, Courtney Lee, I think Courtney Lee is a good candidate, candidate for that. So – yeah, I think that's – if Zion was out there, it would have been fascinating. Yeah, because then what do you do? I mean, we'll have to talk I about – I guess Maxi, right? We don't I get mean, to talk about that until March <laughs> when they play. Yeah. Uh, the, the next – so the Mavericks play the Pelicans four times this year, and one of them is obviously tonight, and then two of them are a week apart in December, and then there's another one in March. So uh, if Zion comes back like within that six- to eight-week range, they could play him in December, play against him in December, but – 
if he goes the whole eight weeks, then he'd be out. Yeah, and the Mavericks wouldn't play him until March. So you know that you know they're going to be super cautious with him too. Yeah, oh for sure, because you know it, it wasn't the weight issue that made him injured, Isaac. He was in super good condition, so perfect condition, definitely perfect condition. Uh, but this Pelican team is really it's really deep. People talk about their depth. Uh, but they have, you know, their, their starting five is, has solid players in it. Then they have Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Didn't have a good shooting game to start his NBA career, but he's a good player. He had some solid moments. Josh Hart, um, Brunson and him should have a moment, I hope. Yeah. I hope Josh Hart, I think he's one of the better bench players in the league. I really like watching him. I yeah, except him. for he was trash when he was going to be in an Anthony Davis trade, so... I didn't say it was that's trash. what you said. That's what you said. You said those players. I are trash. did not get out of here. Like I like Lonzo, but those players are trash. Yeah. Etwan Moore. Uh, I mean, he's obviously not starting, so he ain't that great. Etwan Moore, Kenrich Williams, and then Ja, Big Ja, Jaleel Okafor coming off the bench. Uh, Nicolo Melli. Is it Mel or just Melli? Because I heard. Being, I don't want to act like I know how to. I say know because people kept saying all of <laughs> all of our overseas listeners are slapping their podcast apps right now. Uh, but uh, the broadcast team kept calling him Nicolo Mel. I guess the I is silent. I've never, I don't know if I've heard of it as silent I. It's fun to say Melly, so I'm going. <laughs> and then Frank Jackson off the bench as well as a point guard. Uh, it's a deep team. They, they have a lot to throw at the Mavericks. And so um, against the Wizards, you saw the Mavs bench come in, you know, with Jalen Brunson to really spark a run and to you know, start really taking the lead and take over the game, that's not going to be the case against the Pelicans. This is a deep team, so this is a good chance to assess the Mavericks' depth against other teams. Yeah, and I wouldn't say deep as far as like they got the best bench in the league. They just play a ton of people. They played 13 yeah, people the other night. Literally, Jackson Hayes is the only person who didn't play for them. So, well, they played uh, 12. It's impossible to play 13. Oh, oh did, I, did I mess that up? One, two, three, six. Okay, never mind. Yeah, they played the the, the top ten that I mentioned, and then yeah, that's what it was. Uh, yeah, Nicolo and Frank Jackson. Um, that's just a ton of people. It's, I mean, it's still Rick, all the people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Rick many. likes to play like ten people sometimes, so it's like yeah, thirteen people is crazy. They played against Toronto the other night. Toronto played like literally eight. Uh, I'm pretty sure there are only three people off the bench, yeah. but um, yeah, just interchangeable people. I want to see Boban against Okafor. That's, yeah, that's gonna happen. I feel like that's gonna happen. I need it. We need some Boban minutes, uh, and I'd love to see it against Okafor. But, yeah, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I know a lot of people are, like, buzzing about him right now, and I'm one of those people. I think he's going to be one of the steals of the draft, and he didn't go to Carolina. But uh, (laughs) That's how you know it's real. (laughs) Like with Donovan Mitchell, you're like, he's a steal in the draft. He didn't go to UNC, so you know it's, it's a real assessment. Um, okay, but yeah, let's, let's, let's do more on this game. Um, I have a couple more things I want to say about this game and then about the Mavericks. We have some updates on some injuries an update on JJ Barea and, uh, Dwight Powell. So we'll get to that coming up next, but before we do that, Manscaped is the number one is number one. It Manscaped is number one in men's below the belt grooming, which is a weird sentence to me, but get 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. Groom below the belt, guys. It's worth it. Code locked on, one word, manscaped.com. All right, Isaac, a couple more notes on this Pelicans game coming up tonight. So Dwight Powell is going to be out. We already knew we knew this. He was going to be out for the first two games. Um, J.J. Barea w- w- did not play in the first game against the Wizards, but we learned from Mark Falwell that he wasn't hurt and it wasn't a precautionary thing or really anything. 
Yeah, follow follow tweeted. Uh, uh, somebody asked him about it, and he you know he tweeted that it's like, hey, Bray didn't have an injury; he just wasn't in rotation that night. And uh, I think it's a bigger discussion, maybe for a different podcast. Just I was just. I, I'm just shocked that if he was fully healthy that he didn't play just because just the track record of Carlisle with these vets. I mean, you look at Wes Matthews, even Devin Harris, some of these guys to where, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, man, like he's playing these vets over some of the young guys. He just seemed like he's had a loyalty to vets in the past, and especially someone like JJ that had a good season last year. He fought back from this injury and he came back to this team like he wanted to come back and, and for another season and for him not to play uh, yeah i am just i think we just got to see more to that situation i don't i can't envision jj Brad having no role on this team as just a end of the bench guy and so i we'll just have to see how that plays out yeah my my sense of it and my my guess is that they do want J.J. Bray to be that, you know, come in and, and change the game kind of point guard. And I think that Jalen Brunson did that in the first game. So I don't think they needed J.J. Barea in that sense. And so maybe they're they're saving him for, you know, certain times. Because he just came off an Achilles injury. He's, what is he, 34 years old. He's only got a certain amount of minutes in him, I think. Uh, and so I think that they kind of played it, you know, safe and said, hey, let's save him for a different game where we might actually need him. Um you know, and also they could have seen what we saw in the preseason that he can still, you know, do some playmaking, but he just has no lift. <laughs> he has he has nothing in the form of a, of jumping ability at all. <laughs> so uh, defensively, that could be tough for sure. So yeah, that was just a quick JJ Barea update that I thought was was kind of interesting that it wasn't you know an injury thing or anything. He was just out of the it was it was DNP CD coach's decision. All right, anything else on the Pelicans game coming up tonight? No, Luca should go crazy well the backcourt of of lonzo and drew and then ingram that's tough i will i will say i'm i'm curious on if they don't yeah i am curious on how they match up defensively um with like brandon ingram and stuff and if they if they're gonna want if they feel like maxi can guard ingram or they're gonna want to put dorian out there that's what i'm curious about i think they're gonna want to put dorian on him and he's gonna he's gonna take all the mid-range jumpers he can take Yes, that's what he's that's what he's doing this year. Apparently, okay. Isaac has a bunch of questions about the Mavericks that we've never asked before on this podcast. Kind of the Mavericks. Give them to me. All right. Sometimes I like to think of just random questions to throw at Nick because, yeah, we just it's podcast content. All right, it's just part of it. Hashtag content. <laughs> so, a couple of these are Mavericks specific. Uh, two of them are league-wide questions. Would you like to start with a league question or a Maverick question? We're on a roll. Give me the Mavs ones first. All right. Mav question number one. This is kind of inspired by Twitter, but also something uh, I was going to uh, predict or talk about for the season. Will Luka get into a fight this season? Ooh. I had somebody DM me and ask me this. I think this is, last okay. night is about as far as I think it's going to go. Okay, let me uh, let me add to this, and I'll add uh, add another. Do you think we have an all out brawl this season? Because this is one of, not just not. I'm not even talking about like Mavericks thing, and I don't think it'll be as far as like Malice in the Palace. But I'm predicting like a, a major brawl this season. Oh, I got. I think oh, I two, got one. What? The first game against the New York Knicks. That could get intense because they're like, yeah, they're trying to be hard to be like, it's going to be an intense game. 
They're going to want to beat the Mavericks, we we think. We've talked about this before. Yeah. We're not really sure how much the Knicks players actually will really want to. There's going to be Dennis, which is going to be fine. I don't think we'll have a problem there. But he's going to want to... He's going to want yeah. to show up the Mavericks for sure, but I don't think there's going to be sure. anything like, you know. I mean, he's got to be able to play if that's the case. That but. is true. Marcus Morris already doinked Justin Anderson, a former Maverick, in the head with a ball. So I yeah. just I can't imagine if he's going to guard Luka what he, you know, what would happen. Okay, let me let me change it all back full circle. Let me change <laughs> the original question. Will Luka be ejected this season Oh, for, ab- a, for a player altercation? If Bradley Beal can get ejected for waving at a ref, then yeah, he's going to get ejected. <laughs> okay. At some point. Yeah. So not for two technicals, though, but for actually like an altercation you're talking like about. Like an altercation out. See ya. Him and the other player. I can't imagine Luka getting that far. It would have to be at a ref like what Bradley Beal did, and it would have to be stupid. Yeah. But. Okay. All right. Next question. Let's do a league question. This one's a little easier. Not really easy, but... East Finals team is going to play in the finals, but you can't pick Philly or I put Boston. You can't pick Philly, Philly or, Milwaukee. or Milwaukee. Yeah, that's, what team is it? That's tough. Um, man, can't pick super tough because you obviously look at the options. favorites. <laughs> you look at somebody like Boston, the young guys in Boston. You look at somebody like Miami. Man, I watched. I watched Boston today against Philly. <laughs> Their their inside defense is just, I mean, terrible. Like, they don't have any answers. Like, Robert Williams can give them something. He can give them some shot blocking. But other than that, Daniel Tice and Ennis Cantor are. Cantor's pretty good defensively. <laughs> not answers. I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. And then you look at the rest of the, the East, and you're like, okay, the Raptors. I, I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a fine team, but they're, what, six players deep? Yeah. <laughs> and then... Uh, after that, the Pacers. I, don't, I can't imagine them in the finals. The the Magic. I can't imagine them with their guard play. Like they're, I think they're going to make the playoffs again, but I can't imagine them there. The Pistons. No. <laughs> the Hawks are too young. The Wizards are terrible. The Cavs are terrible. The Nets have Kyrie, and they could put some things together. But yeah, they're kind of in the same. They're kind of in the same vein as the. The Raptors for me, like they have a some good players, but that top end talent is kind of missing outside of Kyrie. Yeah, the Nets also have, and I don't want to act like this is my own thing because I, I think it was Bill's pod or maybe Zach Lowe's podcast, uh, in which he was, they were talking about the Nets, and I think it was Zach Lowe and Brian Windhorst when they're saying they have like they weirdly have pieces that they could go and chase after a trade for a, a big guy, a they bigger could, yeah. guy. On the market, if somebody gets out there to where, then yeah, if you do pair Kyrie somebody else, they can make a run this year, and then obviously wait for Kevin Durant. But I think it comes down to two teams for me. Um, I do like Toronto more than most people, but for me, I think I still I'm still there with Boston, mainly because I don't think their best big man is on the roster right now. Yeah, that would change and a lot. I think. It's a trade that happens at some point, even if it's something to where I know DeAndre's not, but a DeAndre-like center who yeah, like Jordan. gets, yeah, that gets like bought out around you know that time, and they pick him up on waivers or something like that. They're going to add another big man at some point. It's just a matter of do they try to turn Marcus Smart into a big man? Do they try to trade Gordon Hayward? <laughs> do, do they, they just go play like, Marcus Smart as a big man? Do they just play him <laughs> sure. in that center spot? <laughs> 
do they go for like a, a cheaper option somewhere else for another big? I, I, that's that's curious to me. But uh, I'm gonna actually up there with Boston. I'll put Miami. Yeah, Miami's interesting. They had that guy that uh, that rookie Ken, Kendrick Nunn that came out yes. came out of nowhere and started for them. He scored 24 points. I was watching some of him, and that's interesting. If he can become, so I think he's an off the bench kind of player for them. But that changes a little bit for them because. Now they're bringing Dragic off the bench, and they have you know it's Kendrick Nunn guy. Maybe he could be something. Tyler Hero was in the starting lineup. Love Jimmy him. Butler didn't even play the other night. Uh, they started Myers Leonard with Bam. Which I Interesting. It's kind of weird. Stretch four Myers Leonard. Stretch five Myers Leonard. Stretch five. <laughs> Still um, have Kelly Olynyk. I think uh, former Maverick. I think my answer is Boston and the Nets. I think those are the two. Okay. If I had to pick, Boston still has a one. weird. Their thing is they have too many cooks in the kitchen and they're they're starting five. I mean you have Jalen Brown that wants to take jumpers. You have Jalen Jason Tatum that wants to take jumpers. You have Gordon Hayward that wants to take jumpers. You have Kemba that's like, hey, I'm better than all of you, and can I take some jumpers too? Like There's <laughs> <laughs> some issues there, I think. They need to stagger some of those guys a little more than they did. Okay. Mavericks question. All right. Mavericks question. The greatest Mavericks question you've ever asked. No, I'm just kidding. I was waiting for you to after the break. I want to do after the break. That's what uh, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get there, but you didn't give me any info on the question to tease anything. All right. Hey, I'll tease it real quick. Go for Coming it. up after the break, I'm going to tell you the NFL team that is most like the Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> and why it's not the Dallas Cowboys. Coming up next. All right, Isaac. Lay it on so, me. Which NFL my, team is most likely? Well, no, th- this is my question. I want to post is if you had to pick the NFL team equivalent oh, to this Dallas Mavericks team, can we do Premier League who, teams too? Who would it be? No, honestly, Chelsea's I, pretty close. Chelsea's pretty good. It's yeah. also the only team I know very well. The other ones I know kind <laughs> of, but like I know, hey, I just know the uh, Totten- uh, Tottenham Hotspurs. Not doing very good. They're not too hot right now. <laughs> and y'all made y'all made a push for me uh, and Nick to uh, join. Oh that, yeah, I'm that so fan, glad we picked fandom. Chelsea. By the way, that, it's been it's been a delight. I've loved watching every Chelsea match that I've, I've watched. Nick has gotten to follow to follow more than I have. I'm still on board. I've just it's been harder for me to keep up with it. But I'm still rooting them on and still trying to wake up and watch them. What I didn't realize is that games are going to be on at noon and 3 p.m. and just random, random times, times, and I love it because that's like when I wake up. <laughs> I just wake up and I watch. It's like a Saturday morning at like 9, yeah, or it's like a you. Wednesday at like <laughs> 1, and I'm like, what is the weirdest times ever? Um, so great. I love all right. it, because my schedule is ass- all weird. I'm assuming you don't have a team off the top of your head. An NFL team? Are you going to say, yeah. if you say the Ravens, I'm just going to end the podcast. It's the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> and I'm saying this because, okay, you look, Ravens won, won the Super Bowl. NFL team, by the way. Okay, Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2013. Mavericks did in 2011. It's been a bit, you know, and now hold you on, have hold these on, two. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You, we cannot go forward with this analogy without further pointing out. that Does that mean that you're saying that Dirk Nowitzki is Joe Flacco? I cannot stand no. for this. Dirk, Ray Lewis. He was and, not there when they, was he want, there when they won the? He was the last one. Yeah, yeah. Ray Lewis was against Kaepernick and the 49ers. Huh. That was Ray, Ray Lewis' last one. Um, so he won two. But the Good big, but the biggest thing, the two young budding superstars, 
in their sophomore seasons. You have Lamar Jackson. You have Luka. Guys, I can't tell you right now how excited I am. I have Lamar and Luka in my life to root for. These are my two favorite like athletes right now. They're both super young. They're both looking like superstars. I'm my my sports world right now. I'm so excited. But anyway, Lamar and Luca kind of contrast each other. Like, there's so much symbolism. They're fun, young superstars, all this stuff. I, it's the Ravens. Like, they haven't been a, a super long drought since the last title. They're trying. They're on the way back up. Uh, I don't. My problem is I don't know who the Porzingis equivalent is uh, for for the Ravens. But I think Lamar and Luca is fun to. Uh, no, who's that wide receiver? Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, yeah, he's fine. I, I just gotta see if he can be consistent. But anyway, do you have a team or no? Okay, I have, I have, I kind of have one. If you say the Bengals, I'm quitting. No, no, the no. Podcast I'm gonna right go now. with New Orleans Saints. Except for they're they're okay. still in a weird situation where they haven't moved on from their Dirk. It's yet. like the Saints, but Dirk is still there. Yeah, like Dirk is still there, but he's hurt. But he's out. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you have you have Kamara and uh, Michael Thomas that are the two you know younger superstars, okay. and then you have you know they're trying to move on from this, you know their best player their franchise history yeah th- the saints i guess okay i could roll with that um two questions left i'll go with the the league question first and i'll save the last maps question Ooh, for the end stick around for the last maps question are we doing another break no just i want them to keep oh, listening you said stick around <laughs> i was like oh, well, I, I thought they- we already talked about indochino <laughs> we now- did not actually promo code lock oh, yeah. <laughs> no promo code locked on indochino <laughs> Name the team that name the above five hundred team in, in the, the league in the NBA <laughs> that everybody's only won one game that quote blows it up and and tanks. Okay, so we're an, an assumed above five hundred team. An like, assumed above five hundred team that makes a drastic move to offload one of their quote stars or high salary guys, one of their best one of their best players, and they end up with a top six pick in the draft and no one projected them to be there. Ooh. Uh well I think the Pacers listening to, you know, Zach Lowe and Windhorse talk about the Pacers, I think they're gonna trade one of those big guys. I think that one one of Miles Turner and uh Demonis Sabonis. Boston? I feel like the Pacers, though, if they trade one of those bigs, it's going to be for another like quality yeah, be good a player, player yeah. though. Yeah, but it could be for a pick. I mean, they're still young enough that they can still build like that. True. Um, the problem with this question is there's just so many teams that want to win now. Yeah, I have one. If you want me to go first, yeah, go go first. I'm going with the Spurs. I think they do it. Yeah, I think they cash in right now. They make a move, and they, at some point over the next three months, and they trade DeMar DeRozan, they trade LaMarcus Aldridge, one of those guys, if not both, and they just go, they just say, all right, we have a young core of DeJounte Murray, who they got a steal of a deal on well, in this he, in that he extension. He did just come off of a season where he did not play I don't care. That's, no, like that, for that price, this it is something we're going to be looking at. In three years, this is something we're going to be looking at and saying, this is crazy. He's only making that amount of money. It's what fifteen a year, right? For like four years. Yeah, it was like four years, sixty something. Yeah. So, but anyway, Dejounte Murray, Derek White, Lonnie Walker, Pirtle, Keldon Johnson. Like these are good young players. And if they offload Demar Derozan 
or and or LaMarcus Aldridge to get a first or two firsts, whatever it is, maybe another young piece somewhere. I think that's the that's the move and then they finish with a top six pick or something. I that's my if I have to pick a team that is right on that playoff line or above five hundred team that a lot of people think will I think that's my pick. Do you think the Pelicans could be in this? They they might not be an above yes. five hundred team, but I feel like they have you know the the pieces that they could do this. The well. Pelicans because, I see can go I see going either way because I could see them being being a major like player, like a big time trade player because they have all these they have all the draft picks, they have the young guys like Brandon Ingram who's going to be a restricted free agent, they have like Lonzo and all this stuff. I could look at them saying and having that mindset of, hey, we just traded Anthony Davis. We kind of want to like we want to prove people that we're not going to be bad for a long time. We have Zion, Drew Holiday, and some of these guys. Let's package a couple of these Lakers players and a couple of these picks and go and get some. Like if a Bradley Bill hit the market, they would have the like. It, and he can't now because he signed the extension. Yeah. But if he did, they would have the like the assets to go get him and have a really good offer. I think. In a similar vein, that your Spurs prediction, I think that the Raptors could be in this spot too. Yeah, if they decide to do that, because Fred VanVleet is ready to take the point guard role from Lowry. So if they trade Lowry, which you know they couldn't trade him before Ring Night, right? Like they had to have him there. Yeah, it's kind of like the Kemba Walker there for the <laughs> the All Star game in Charlotte. You just have to have that guy there on your team. Um, and yeah, I think Toronto would be another team I could think of. Okay. So Toronto, I picked the Spurs. Um, all right, my last question, Mavericks question. This is uh, this is a hard question. If you looking across the league, if you can, th- this is really hard. So I know it's kind of unfair. If you could pick any player, <laughs> whose VORP is the best? <laughs> whose VORP? Who's, who's WAP? Whose WAP is the WAP most overlooked? Uh, if you could pick any player across the league that's not currently on the Dallas Maverick. That that could be a Dallas Maverick at the end of this season. Who would they, it be? Like a a realistic possibility, or that what I would uh, just try to cherry pick a real, a realistic possibility that if you, they're saying, "Hey Nick, you pick anybody across the league that you think that they could be a Dallas Maverick by the end of the season," and you had to pick a player, like you have to, Devin Harris. Who who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Devin Harris. Oh, somebody in the league. Sorry. <laughs> Chandler Parsons. Uh, do you have a player in mind? I do have a player because I thought of this question. And I was just like, okay, who are some players? And I got one. Kyle Lowry. You think that could be realistic? What would the Mavericks even trade for him? Here's the deal. If Toronto goes that route and they get off to a murky start and they're like, hey, we're going to, yeah, we're going to blow it up. We're going to get rid of some things. How many people is going to be calling for the Kyle Lowry $34.9 million contract? I can't imagine a lot. You can't imagine a ton. Yeah, Miami's name is thrown out there. When you hear people like Bill Simmons, people throw out there like Kyle Lowry, Chris Paul, and all this stuff. And they're like, what other suitors are out there besides Minnesota and, and Miami? I think especially because we've talked about before. Dallas is in kind of like a two-year window right now. This season and next season, they don't have any cap space this coming summer. They go, you go into next season, and the, it's kind of shooting for that 2021 summer. That's when if, they have cap space. Is 2021? Yes, that's when they have the cap space. So if you're Toronto and you're sitting there saying, "All right, 
We just signed Kyle Lowry. They just gave him a one-year extension, so he's on the books for next year at $30.5 million. He's on the books this year for $34.9 million. If they're looking at and saying, hey, we're going to trade, we want to do him right and trade him somewhere where he, he would like to go and still be like, you know, fighting for playoffs and, and a quote, contending team, if you want to say, uh, and still get like something for him, but maybe not like, a, like you're not going to get multiple firsts for Kyle Lowry over 30 years old yeah, at no. this stage of his career. And if you're Dallas and you're looking at it and saying, hey, if we're already not going to be able to do anything this this coming summer, and it's basically a part of this two-year window, you could package a couple of these contracts together to go get a Kyle Lowry. I'm not, I'm not, even, I'm not saying I would go do it. I'm just saying I could see a move like that Dallas making a win now type of move. You you pair together a defensive guy like Lowry, another creator, a guy who just won a title. You pair him with with Luca and KP, and yeah, you roll with it. And obviously, you'd have to use the Courtney Lee expiring. Um, could you get the Tim Hardaway thing involved somewhere through there? But <laughs> then you, you look please? at, all, yeah. And, but there's a, just a lot of different things. Then you look at the the other, the contracts around eight to nine million on the roster. When you look at Maxi, Seth, Delon, all of those are eight to nine million dollars. You could get around the thirty four uh, number for Toronto. And if you're Toronto, you look at it and saying, Hey, would you welcome Delon Wright back? Would you, you know, yeah. what different thing, you know, expiring Courtney leads when you, that would free up money if they got off the second year of Kyle Lowry. So if I have to pick somebody, I'm not saying I would do this. I'm not saying I would want it, or I don't think it, you know, would have, but that's one guy I would target or one guy. If I had to pick, I'm like, I could see both sides going that route. That's a good one. I think that's a really, really good one because he would help this team. I think a lot because every reason why everybody says the like not I say everybody why somebody spec why people speculated Chris Paul yeah and it's like oh no one would want to trade for all this different stuff. I would rather have Kyle Lowry than Chris Paul. Agreed. Mainly, mainly because of the contract numbers and all that stuff. On court and off, I would rather have Kyle Lowry than Chris Paul. Yes, and he man, he would be fun to cover and all that stuff. Yeah, he'd be fun. It would be. Um, it would be very helpful for the team. <laughs> Defensive point guard that can pass has you know been there before. Veteran, you know, there'd be a lot of really good things. Yeah, and like if you had to put a theoretical package out there, and what would match the thirty-four point nine million dollars? You have Courtney Lee's twelve point seven, and let's just say you did the Delon Wright thing because they wanted Delon Wright back, and then that's nine point four. So then you're looking at what? That's you're already at the twenty-three, twenty-four mark at that point. And then what's it what's it look like after? Is it one of Maxi and Seth? Is it can you get the do you get the Tim Hardaway Jr. contract you know involved in there? And take somebody and, else on. Yeah, you take somebody else you know with the Lowry thing. There's easier ways to do that to where then you have Lowry, Porzingis, and Luca for these next two years, and yeah, and then you plug and play with you know, with Dorian, Seth, whoever around them, and so yeah, it, it's that type of move that I could see Dallas saying, "Hey, we want to win now." But we don't. It, it would allow you to get better as a team, but not compromise your future flexibility from 20, 2021 summer and on. If that makes sense. Yeah, the problem is, and it's the problem with all fake trades, is making it worth it for the other team. <laughs> and I just, I don't think that that trade that you you kind of put together and anyone that the Mavericks could make right now would make it worth it for the Raptors. But I don't really know what the Raptors want in this. But deal. if but if I'm Toronto and nobody else is giving me very much for Kyle Lowry and I could get DeLon Wright, Maxi in like a couple seconds, 
and open up. Yeah, you know, that, like if that's space. all they could get, then sure. But yeah, you but feel I'm like they that, could get at least a first or something for them. Ooh, I don't know. The Mavs could wait until this offseason and do that move. Then, then Lowry is on, you know, expiring. Then expiring, Tim Hardaway Jr. is on the expiring. You could do that with the, the draft pick if you if you select and then trade. You know, for for them, True. you could do it then. Um, but yeah, that's a good one. Those are some good questions. Guys, Pelicans game tonight. We will have a post-game pod um, up after the game, and we just appreciate everybody listening. We destroyed last year's. We, we <laughs> Last year's uh, download total was, was it, three times less than our total today. And it was a pretty good number last year, so it was, uh, it was just cool to see. Yeah, the excitement around this Mavs team this season is incredible. We appreciate it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.